This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680-CJOB. Tuesday, bringing Tuesday back here on 680 CJOB Jets at noon. Camp Poitras, June Toth. Jim, how you doing? Terrific Tuesday to you, Cameron, and all Hello. our listeners out there. Tequila Tuesday, Movie Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, Logan Stanley Tuesday. Everything's coming up Tuesday today. I'm good. How yeah. are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, lots to get to on the show, of course. Uh, Morgan Barron was just uh, meeting with the media. Uh, the uh, Centerport Manitoba Open uh, is going to be kicking things off on Thursday. 680 CJOB is going to be down there, uh, and uh, we are going to be live at the event. That's going to be a lot of fun. The Centerport Canada Rail Park Manitoba Open at Southwood Golf and Country Club, which is teeing off Thursday. Me and you are going to be down there on Thursday. You and I. You and As I. As my grandmother would always oh, sorry. say, James Thomas, it's you and I. Okay. Well, yeah, you're like, right. You are right about that. Technically, um, yes, technically. The, so was that, here, correct me. Heather was telling us our boss the other day that that's our first show together. It wasn't. No. No. But a year ago, there was like we hadn't been in the same room for a while, though. But it was the first time that we actually had a show face to face in a in a long time. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it was last year because of yeah. COVID and this whole thing. So I didn't even know you looked like this. <laughs> I didn't even know you, you had a beard. You didn't know I was this handsome in real life. I did life. not know you looked like Brad uh, Pitt. You're striking. <laughs> well, you know what? They've made that. I've heard that comparison several times. You know what? People, fact, actually, people actually say to me, says Brad Pitt looks like me. It's not when I got around. to the Centerport Canada Rail Park Manitoba Open at Southwood Golf and Country Club last year, I literally said, are we interviewing Brad Pitt today? And Mike Gaius and our, our technical <laughs> director said, that's Cam Poitras. Yeah. And I yeah. said, you're damn right it is. <laughs> damn right. So we'll hear from Morgan Barron as uh, 680 CGOB's Kelly Moore caught up uh, with Morgan Barron down there. He's going to be the sponsor's exemption. He's going to be taking part. Uh, Mark Shifley was 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 last year. So uh, looking forward to that as well. Um, other little tidbits that we're going to get to as all over the course of the of the of the day. Uh, Brandon Hagel. Here's something interesting. Uh, this is kind of the big news of the day in the hockey world. Eight years, six and a half million bucks. Uh, Brandon Hagel, 24 years old, re-signing with the Tampa Bay Lightning. What do you think about that one, Jim? Well, I really like Brandon Hagel. Um, I, I don't like the eight years, or if I do, I don't like the 6.5. Yeah. So if it's eight years, about five I like. Um, I don't know, Brandon Hagel, a $6.5 million a year guy. He's in the top six now. I yeah. think he's on his way to producing more in that top six with who he plays with. But I really like his all-round game. I, if it was eight years, I'd like maybe five. But if it's six point five, I maybe like six years. I, but I, I mean, I like this deal. Here's the more interesting thing: is the Tampa Bay Lightning now have six players signed past twenty seven, twenty eight season. Mm-hmm. Braden Point seven years, nine and a half. Mikhail Sugashev, eight years, eight point five. Brandon Hagel, uh, eight uh, years times six point five. Yeah. Anthony Surielli, eight years times six point two five. Eric Cernak, eight years. 5.2 million and Nick Paul has six years left on his 3.15 million dollar deal. So 
they're by far and away going along the lines of you lock up your seven to eight players of your core and then just augment around it year in, year out. Yeah, Brent Seabrook comes off the books uh, next, this upcoming season uh, on long-term injury reserve. Of course, he, he's he's not going to be playing there. So that might free up some money because Steven Stamkos at the end of this upcoming season is going to be UFA. And you know that the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to look to uh, – uh, are going to be looking to keep him around. And Nikita Kucherov is signed through a season short of that 27-28. So they have six players yeah. signed past 27-28, and uh, Stamkos is up next year. And that's going to be interesting, right? At 8.5 mm-hmm. and 33, he's not leaving there. Yeah, It's not like the last time he's a free agent. So what will he come back at? You know, when yeah. Ovechkin came back, and it was at 9, right? Mm-hmm. S- into his 30s. Steven Steven Stamkos, right? Yeah. Steven mm, Stamkos in Tampa Bay. Like, he is the man. Yeah. Two Stanley Cups. So, I mean, will he come back on a three-year five million per? That's a tough pill for him. I can't see him... I can't see him not coming back. I mean, well, I don't see him not coming back, but but like, you'd want to keep him at about eight and a half, maybe a little bit of a raise. Oh, but at thirty four years old, I, I think. And don't get me wrong, he's still producing at an elite yeah. level. But at thirty four years old, you can't lock him up to a five year, nine million dollar deal. Well, this is this is like the, you? The, the situation with Brandon Hagel. I mean, they got him for six and a half. I mean, this is what they've done. They've got Mikhail Sergachev uh, locked in. They got Eric Chernak locked in. Uh, Brandon Hagel now joining, uh, you know, Nicholas Paul, Anthony Sorelli, uh, Braden Point. These guys all are locked into term deals. Now, if we look at Brandon Hagel at six and a half mil for the next eight years. 30 goals, 34 assists, 64 points altogether. Um, is is that what it costs to, to to sign a guy like that? I mean, is six and a half really that much over an eight-year deal or an eight-year term? Yeah, well, I mean, look, I, I like locking I, him I, up. A two-way is, is, speedy guy, top six, going to be top six for a long time. Oh, yeah. I, At 6.5, though? I guess with the cap going up in three years, that's going to look like a bargain. Yeah, I think you're gonna. I think you're just paying for those eight years, anyways. Uh, Speaking of new contracts, yeah, two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Really happy to be joined by Logan Stanley, Winnipeg Jets defenseman, on the phone right now. Logan, how you doing? Thanks so much for uh, finding some time to join us today. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm I'm doing good. Yeah, congrats on the new contract, Logan. Uh, t- talk about the process to get it done, and and why one year. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, a little bit slower. We were talking uh, about different options and, and uh, you know, what might transpire. And I think uh, the way the cap is right now and teams are obviously tight against it, the one-year deal was, I think, good for both both uh, me and the Jets. So, um, yeah, I'm just looking to have a good year and then, um, you know, we can renegotiate again next summer. Uh, why the decision with you and your agent not to go to arbitration? Oh, I think just the the fact that I didn't play much last year and the injuries and and whatnot. Um, you know, we were we knew we had the the qualifying offer, um, and I just didn't think it, it made a lot of sense. Um, you know, I played 19 games last year, obviously, um, with the injuries. So, um, you know, I didn't think we needed to go to it, and then it worked out all right for for both of us. So, Logan, and we heard a report that you asked for a trade at the deadline last year. You now signed a one-year deal. You're back. I would assume, and I'm just assuming, um, but that must be around, like, the the opportunity, right? Like, you, you as a, as a first-round pick and coming off this contract and only playing 19 games, like, you basically, as a hockey player, when you think of it this way, you need to play some games. Is that how you were approaching that? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was nothing against the organization or the city of Winnipeg or my teammates. Um, you know, I'm very happy being in Winnipeg, and I, I actually wanted – I'd love to play there for my whole career, the team that, you know, drafted me, and, um, you know, I've built some great relationships there. So um, it wasn't anything about that. It was more just the opportunity to play in some, some games, and, um, you know, at the end of the day, you got to worry about your own career a little bit too. But, um, yeah, it was more just opportunity. It wasn't, wasn't anything that uh, transpired with the, with the team or, or myself. Yeah, I appreciate you clarifying that because mm-hmm. I, I, from what I, and we wanted to hear it from you, um, but there, I have heard some stories that you like it here, you want to be a Jet, but also, like you said, it, it's a pro career and you, you got to sort of find a way to, to earn some money and, and get some contracts. So with that in mind, what's this year and the focus going to be for you, like uh, back with the Jets? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, we got a lot of D under contract, so it's it's going to come down to a good training camp and play well in those preseason games to start the year and, and uh, you know, hopefully get into the the, the six-man uh, roster to, to start the season and, and just go from there and try and build a good foundation and, and uh, you know, get some trust back with the coaches. And I know I'm a cable NHL defenseman, and last year was unfortunate with with uh, the back-to-back ankle injuries. So um, I worked worked hard this summer to, to get into shape and, and get my body back to feeling good. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to training camp for sure. What, what, are you gonna, what do you need to do to get that trust back, just as you mentioned? Oh, just play well, play good defensively and, and just, you know, get back into games and meaningful situations and, um, you know, show them that they can – have faith in me to, to play the role that I'm supposed to. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to that challenge. It's kind of exciting. Then, uh, you get this one year deal, another chance and, and sort of the future, you kind of control that. Um, how frustrating has it been with the injuries? Cause you're right. And, and there's been some other jets like Cole Perfetti and stuff. You try to start your career and that happens. It's real tough to get those co- first couple of years of development in, in the national hockey league. For sure. Last year was tough. Um, it's tough mentally too. You know, you, I missed, I think eight weeks when I, when I broke my ankle there at the start of the year and, you know, mentally you just worked so hard all summer to get into shape and, and get your body feeling good. And then boom, you're out again. So I, I definitely, uh, I, I worked hard and came back and then to get hurt again in a fluky situation, and miss another eight or nine weeks it's just mentally draining as much as as it is physically so yeah my ankle took a little bit of a beating last year and and those things take time like it 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 feels back to normal now but it it was definitely a process and uh you know I did a lot of work with uh with some physio and chiro and massage and strengthening it so I definitely put a lot of time into making it feel better again and and I'm happy with where it's at now I appreciate you mentioning the mental aspect of it because um, you had played a real couple nice games just prior to that that ankle breaking too. So that's you know part of it as well. Like you you just couldn't get on your stride, and when you did get a couple games going, then that happens. That's a big part of this, right? And and I like the way you're approaching this season. It sounds like that that's in the past. Opportunity knocks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's part of the game. People are gonna going to get hurt and and you got to deal with that stuff and and it it sucks it's hard but um i'm looking forward to a kind of a clean slate this year and coming in healthy and feeling good so um you know mentally definitely a, a lot better uh right now than you know 
how I was feeling in, you know, January, February. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, uh, this, we, we have the, the blue bomber coaches show and Michael Shea head coach of the Winnipeg blue bombers was on and he was speaking about Zach Claros just missing one week. I mean, I understand football and hockey are two different sports, but he said it was like you, you not, not that this is, you know, imposed on you by the team, but it's kind of like you go into exile yourself if, when, when you're injured, right? There's sort of this, um, you, you, you sort of feel like an outcast. And that's how he described in, in, in football when players get injured. Um, how, would, would you, can you relate to that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the guys are, are, are good and trying to keep everyone you know, in the loop and, and in the mix with what's going on. But at the end of the day, they they got other things on their mind. They're trying to win hockey games and, and um, you know, you know they care about their teammates, of course, and care about guys getting back to being healthy, but they have other things going on in their life too. And um, their, their main priority isn't the guys who are injured. So, um, yeah, you definitely feel alone, especially when they go on the road and, and you stay back. You miss being on the road with them and, being a part of the team. So that was definitely, you know, a little bit of a struggle last year. Um, not being involved or as involved as, as I would have liked to have been, you know. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to going back to camp and getting back into the swing thing with all the guys and um, just being back a part of the team again. It, it, it's going to be awesome. Bit of a new direction with the team, especially with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Blake Wheeler being gone too. You talk about your own opportunity, but uh, what, what, how are you and the rest of the team feeling about this year's training camp with um, you know, a, a kind of a different direction than what this team's experienced in the last 10 or 12 years? But yeah, I think uh, as a, in a friendship aspect, I'm definitely going to miss both of those guys. Uh, you know, me and Doobie were the, are the same age and had known each other for, for quite a few years before he, he was a jet. So we were good buddies and, and that's always tough to see guys like that go. And then on the other hand, you get three really good players from, from LA that uh, is very exciting. And, and one that I actually know quite well in Velarde that I played with in Windsor. So he's an awesome, awesome guy. And, and I think the, the people in Winnipeg are really going to appreciate how he plays the game. And um, I think he's just kind of getting started. So, and then, you know, with wheels, he was kind of like a mentor to me and, and treated me r- really well. So I'm definitely going to miss having him around. And um, that's part of the game, though. You, you know, people are in and out and, and you got to work with what you got. So I think everyone's really excited of what, what they added and um, they're definitely going to help our team. Well, uh, Logan, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. Congratulations on the, on the one-year deal, a million bucks. And, uh, yeah, uh, can't wait to see you back here in Winnipeg. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks, Logan, and all the best in training camp. Look forward to seeing you. Yeah, appreciate you jumping on the show. Logan Stanley, Winnipeg Jets defenseman, uh, joining us. Uh, of course, the Winnipeg Jets nodding up their second-to-last restricted free agent, Logan Stanley, to a one-year, $1 million deal. Uh, great stuff there by Logan. Let's unpack it. Great we'll, insight, yeah. Great insight. He, 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 was, he was great. Let's come back after 1230. Uh, text the show. What did you think of the interview? 204-780-6868. What do you think of Logan Stanley this upcoming season? Uh, we're going to unpack all that when we come back after 1230 right here on 680 CJOB. Cam and Jim, Jets at noon. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, we got a lot of D under contract, so it's it's going to come down to a good training camp and play well in those preseason games to start the year and, and uh, you know, hopefully get into the the, the six-man uh, 
roster to, to start the season and, and just go from there and try and build a good foundation and, and uh, you know, get some trust back with the coaches. And I know I'm a cable NHL defenseman, and last year was unfortunate with with uh, the back-to-back ankle injuries. So um, I worked worked hard this summer to, to get into shape and, and get my body back to feeling good. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to training camp for sure. That was Logan Stanley there uh, uh, speaking about uh, the upcoming season, trying to get back into the lineup, earn the trust of the coaches. If you missed that conversation, you can find it uh, on our podcast, Jets at Noon, at like you're sending an email. You can find us on Apple. You can find us on Spotify. Download uh, the podcast. is doing fantastic. Thanks to everybody who does that every single week. Really appreciate that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, we, we just had Logan Stanley on, uh, we got some text messages as well. 204-780-6868, uh, from, with your thoughts on, on Logan Stanley and his interview and, and sort of his future with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, but first Jim Toth, I wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, how you felt about our conversation there with Logan Stanley. Well, I thought he was great. I, I thought he, he took ownership of his game and he asked for a trade. Uh, the other thing that stands out to me about this part is it, the last couple of years when we hear somebody's asked for a trade. Some fans lose their mind yeah, and think he's never coming back and he wants out and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It, this started with Evander Kane when he got traded to Buffalo years ago um, and the news came out that he'd asked for a trade for three straight off-seasons uh, out of Winnipeg. And um, I was told then by some people in the game and some scouts and some managements around the league that they said, look, to be honest with you, there was one guy that said, he goes, told, I think there's five – players on every team ask for a trade every year. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it is. Like people want to play. People want to be in the top six. People have a contract coming up. I like the way Logan addressed it because he wants to be here and he wants to be a part of the Jets and the the organization that drafted him, but he wants to play. It's also a business, right? Mm -hmm. And and I thought when Tucker Pullman signed that three-year deal at 775,000, everybody was like, why would he sign for that low for three years? I'm like, because he's 25 years old. Mm-hmm. And the league has changed to if unless you're a top six stud, top pair in D, you could be out of the league by the time you're 28. He's a guy that needs to make money. Mm-hmm. He's 25 years old and needs to make some money. Logan Stanley's 25 years old, and it just it's we were speculating at least I was during the season. And you agreed that Logan's asked for a trade because he needs a resume. He yeah. has nothing on his resume, and he's needed a contract. This one year deal, one million. He'll be 26. Say he has a good season he's then going to make a little bit more money. Yeah. He's going to be looking at a three-year deal at, at hopefully, you know, for him, 2 million, 1.8 or something. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't have a good season, then he's going to have to go to a different organization. He's going to have to, but then you're 27, 28, trying to make some money. Yeah. And so I like the way he addressed both parts of this is I want to be in Winnipeg. I want to play, but I also, it's, it's a professional game. It's a job. Yeah. You know what the thing for him is he's got to stay healthy this year too because he yes. has those he had those back to back uh, ankle injuries like you mentioned both different legs I mean they were unconnected yeah. and I know that that when something he had like the knee that injury happened, in junior which yeah. he was a three to four year project as a first round pick at a junior yeah. and the knee injury puts that back as well I equated it to Cole Perfetti because I think the Jets' plan was for Cole Perfetti this year to be a center mm-hmm. that play on the wing a couple of years get your feet wet get some experience and then move to center. Well, now missing that many games, he's, you know, three years into his career, he's played maybe half a season. Well, it's, you're, you're, you're already a mile back. 
You're yeah. a few miles back. Gabe Velarde's in the same boat. Like yeah. Gabe Velarde had a great year last year because the first two to three years in the league, he missed a ton of time, and he had a back injury in junior. He missed a ton of time then. It's a great point. So it just we always think about it as the Jets team that we're covering, mm-hmm. or fans do anyway. You got to understand that these are guys that you know want to play in the NHL, want to play it for a long time. But when you get to be past that 24, 25 year group, you need to make some money and you need to start doing I, it quick. I and also, you need to get yeah. some playing time in order to do it. Yeah. You know what I also like, Jim? Uh, there's there's no dancing around the situation. I need to re-earn the, the coach. full ownership of everything. Need to re-earn the coach's trust uh, with the understanding that there was injuries and other issues that got in place. But the fact of the matter is, is that Dylan Sandberg took the spot. It was up to him and Ville Hainola and Logan Stanley and the three of them. It was up for grabs and and, and Dylan Sandberg won that spot. Um, I, I I I think it's refreshing to hear um, you know Stanley on the show saying you know listen I I, I need to earn their trust back. I got to get my feet moving. I, I I gotta I gotta you know play my role with this team. Um, I, I I think that's good. I think sometimes you don't hear that from uh, perhaps even increasingly we don't hear that well, from professional athletes. I'll take it one athletes. step further. So Ville Hainola. What are you doing this summer and in training camp? For everybody who's waiting for him to be anointed or something, yeah. it's up to Villy to take this. Yeah, It's up to Villy to take this. He has more offensive upside than Logan Stanley. He Logan Stanley is a physical penalty-killing defenseman. That's where the two defensemen differ. Mm-hmm. But when you look at this Jets D, some guys have to step up and take some stuff. And don't pout because you get sent back to the moose and don't do whatever. And I, I look, I don't know Villy very well, mm-hmm. but I just, I went to that game, the game after he was sent down to the moose and he played like a guy that wanted to be anywhere else than playing a game for the Manitoba mm-hmm. moose. Yeah. As games went on, like a week later, I'm told that he got back to being, a, I, so I get it, right? It's disappointing. You have one game where you're, you're sulking a bit, but man, when you hear Logan Stanley speak, and I'm not saying Villy Hainola isn't addressing it this way. I don't know. I haven't talked to him. But he better be addressing it the same way Logan Stanley has well, been. Well, you know what? He had a really, really great uh, exit interview with the Manitoba Moose where uh, he he spoke about needing to get into the National Hockey League, what his offseason was going to look like, how hard he was going to work. Because so, his contract's up this year. Well, so I, he's in Logan Stanley's boat, right? Very he's, similar he boat. has zero on his resume. The fact of the matter is, is he's a few years back. I mean, I mean, I mean, Villa Hainala right now at this moment is only 22 years old, still waiver exempt. The, there's also business here at hand, Jim. It's a business at the same time. And somebody yeah. that's waiver exempt in this environment with yes. a flat cap is extremely valuable. So even if I believe Villy Hainala comes out and Declan Chisholm, we'll see what happens. But uh, Villy Hainala, even if he comes into camp, he's got to be undeniable to not find his yes. way on the moose to start. So the let year. me paint a picture for you. Say yeah. he goes back to the moose. He gets called up, plays 25 to 30 games. He needs a contract next year. They own his rights. Yeah. Logan Stanley asked for a trade. He re-signed here. Say he come signs whatever, and he plays the next 10 years for the Jets. Yeah. You think the Jets mismanaged him? No. Not at all. No. They actually they actually. From managed- a hockey team standpoint, you managed a potential top four D-man very well. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Now, it sucks for Villy. Yeah. I'm not, and I'm not hiding that. Like, yeah. I mean, he, again, when you go into your second contract, you hope to be Josh Morrissey. Mm-hmm. You hope to be going from your ELC to about three and a half to four million a year on a three year deal, and then you hope to cash in. But not every player does that, and not every player has that opportunity. But the difference is Josh Morrissey like performed, right? Mm-hmm. 
but it's so tough to perform with injuries. It's so tough to get called up and do something. And like I said prior to him signing uh, on the weekend, I said on Friday's show, at times Logan Stanley, and right before he broke his ankle, he had two games in a row where he looked, man, if this is Logan Stanley, they're going to be all right with him. And then he broke his ankle. Mm -hmm. And then he's had some games that, like he said, he lost the trust of the coaches, and Dylan Sandberg did not. And so it's all interesting, right? Like, I, I just think it's fascinating what this blue line is going to look like coming out of camp or if there's a deal that's not there. If, and- if Logan Stanley comes out and is has a fantastic training camp and is on the roster to start the year and is a guy that finds his way and maybe maybe not in the first game, but maybe game three or four finds his way onto a roster spot, it totally changes the dynamic of the Winnipeg Jets blue line. If they have some good camps, if Logan Stanley and Ville Hainola have some excellent camps, mm-hmm. Brendan Dillon becomes expandable. Yes. Because, and I say that because they love Brendan Dillon and they don't get me wrong. They need Brendan Dillon. But if he's, his contract year is expiring and we all know other teams covet him, Mm -hmm. then it gives you some options. If you could trade a Brendan Dillon and get a top six, Dylan DeMello, top nine forward. Dylan DeMello's on his final year too. And I know Dylan DeMello's a guy that the Winnipeg Jets might even want to keep, but all these questions are going to be answered. They're going to be answered by Instead how things happen in Instead of giving Brendan Dillon and yeah. Dylan DeMello $5 million in an extension and maybe Dylan DeMello 4 or $5 million in an extension, if these guys are ready, that's the smarter way to do it, right? Yeah. But they got to be ready, and it's really hard to be more experienced and more savvy and more ready than Brendan Dillon is right now. But I'm just saying those are the options that are there, but it's a real easy decision when both players show that they're not consistently ready, then it's real easy to keep your vets. Yeah. 204-780-6868, uh, 204-780-6868. Getting some really great responses. I think everybody uh, really, really enjoyed that conversation that we had with, with Logan Stanley and his, and his frankness and his honesty. Uh, this one is from Alan. You guys are absolutely right. It's the player that determines their ice time, not the coaches, not the line mates, but the player. I, that's what I get tired yeah. of hearing about Ville Hainola. I just, I really do. It's the same I heard about Nick Patan. It's the same I heard about Alex Burmistroff. Yeah. It's the same I heard about Marco Dano. You have to it be goes un- on you, and on and you on. You have to be undeniable. If you listen, there's always going to be in every coach, I there's always going to be favoritism to a veteran because you know what you're going to get. You have, but a coach is not going to hold back a player. Because of their oh they're too if young you I'm not going to put him in this. All you if have, you're better than those veterans, you're going to get ice time. All you have to do is look at Nick Ehlers, Patrick Line. If you help the team in some facet, you can develop in the NHL. Yes. If you have a magnificent shot and help the power play, if you have elite skill level of carrying the puck, your defensive deficiencies will allow you to develop in the National Hockey League. Yeah. But if you can't have something game changing or but your all-round game has to develop. And I don't know a coach, if Billy Hainola was going to help the team that says, I'm not playing him because <laughs> no, he's too I, young and I like my vets. Yeah, I don't know many coaches who do that. I know a ton of coaches that go, I don't care how old the kid is. If he's ready, I'm going to play him because we need to win. Yeah. Uh, 204-780-6868. This uh, texture says, hey, guys, it's George. I think if they give Logan a chance to keep on going, he is going to be a great defenseman. They need to give him the time I'm pulling for him. This texture says, if Stanley starts with the Jets in top six and gets sent down, do you think he will clear waivers to get called back up? I think 
uh, he gets lost off on waivers. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't I do. St- Logan At Stanley that price for sure. One year, no mill on him. Somebody will grab him. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. Stanley will be on the 23 man roster. I I 100 believe that. Um, this texter says, uh, "Hey guys, it's uh, Neil. Great interview with Logan. Uh, like his commitment to Winnipeg. Yeah. And if, again, if you miss that conversation, find us uh, on our podcast on Apple, on Spotify, Jets at noon at like you're sending an email. We appreciate all the downloads. This texter says, uh, "Logan Stanley is one of my favorite Jets. He had a bad year, but I think." he needs to be a regular on the roster in order to find his game injuries and the playing every once in a while does not help one's confidence. He's got to build his own confidence, just as we were just talking about. But He's here's the thing. Spot. Like, yeah, well, Logan is not in denial about this fact, too, by the way. We just heard that from him. There's no. He's not in <laughs> denial about this fact. He's not fighting this as a reality. I, 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 you know, you know what I'm saying, Jim? Like, well, he's, I'm just going to say, there's no doubt if a guy gets, if he gets 30 games in a row, just regardless of how he's playing, he'll get better. But if you're in January and he comes off his ankle injury and you're now fighting for the playoffs in February and he has two bad games in a row, I'm sorry. I need to get into the playoffs and I need to win some games. I don't have time for you to play 20 games in a row and get better. Mm -hmm. I I just, I don't, I don't understand this whole, like I'm playing the best players. Yeah. I, I just am. And I don't, you know, and people argue that for every people that I hear that the Jets quote-unquote ruined, the Nick Patans and the Sammy Nikus, and that you don't go to practice, you don't see how Sammy didn't really put an effort in ever, was the first guy off the ice all the time, and why he's in Europe and not doing well over there either. Mm -hmm. I don't know of a person in the Jets organization that doesn't want players to develop and help them win games. Mm -hmm. And if they're ready, I think they're going to get the opportunity. But we never talk about, like Kyle Connor's a prime example. Kyle Connor got cut from this team and sent to the Moose. Two weeks later, he got called up and Matthew Perot got hurt and he never looked back. Yes. Top six is what he is. And people go, well, they cut him at training camp. Talk to Kyle Connor. He said it was the best thing that happened to him because he had a horrible training camp, which he did. I was there. He wasn't very good in training camp. Went down to the Moose. Two weeks later, when he got the call, he said, I went into camp with so much pressure, self-anointed pressure on myself that I did not play well. When I went to the Moose, I just alleviated all this pressure for myself and played. And when I got called up again, I relaxed, and it was a much better outcome. Yeah. I don't think that's a young player they cut and sent down because he was playing exceptionally well. There was something going on. Yeah. There's no conspiracies here to hold back young players over vets. I mean, the Winnipeg Jets are trying to win hockey games. This texter says 204-780-6868. Stanley with the ankle injuries, the only D... That blocks shots. Well, that's that's not true, but uh, uh, I take your point. He, he's not afraid to put himself in front of pucks. Uh, this texter, Stanley, one of the few Jets D that plays with some edge. Uh, Brendan Dillon, I, I think Josh Morrissey's a guy that can play with some edge every now and then. He's got a little bit of meanness to him. Um, you know, Neil Pionk, for sure, when he is rolling, definitely plays with bite in his game. So yeah. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I like this question from John asking who was drafted around Logan Stanley because the Jets went up there. Um, here are the guys drafted after him. Tage Thompson, Brent Howden, Sam Steele was 30th. Um, Jordan Cairo was 35th to St. Louis. And then Alex DeBrincat was 39th to Chicago. But mm-hmm. I'll say this. They drafted Patrick Line second overall and were looking for a D-man. They wanted a D-man. They wanted to get a D-man out of it. They moved, they moved up to make sure that they could yes, get Stanley. And they moved up because they wanted they Chikrin. With, they traded, they traded, he, yeah, they traded with the Flyers, sorry. If Chikrin was there, he, they were grabbing Chikrin. But when Chikrin went at 16, they moved up to 18 because they wanted a D-man and they wanted Logan Stanley. Of this name here, 
The only other D-man drafted after him was Lucas Johansson by Washington and then Andrew Peak of Columbus. Libor Hazek, but if you wanted a D-man, like yeah. nothing really. And I, I know that they were hoping Chikrin would fall, and when Chikrin went at 16, that's when they moved up and grabbed Stanley. 204-780-6860. I got some more text messages from you guys. We will read those out when we come back. Got a few more here. Jordo, we're going to hear from you, uh, as well as uh, a few more thoughts on appreciate Logan all the Stanley. Yeah, no, some great conversations here, guys. We'll be right back. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Let's uh, get a couple more uh, text messages in from you guys about our conversation with Logan Stanley. If you missed it, you can find it on Spotify, Apple, on Jets, at noon, at like you're sending an email. Um, yeah, uh, really great conversation with him. You're, gonna wanna, you're not going to want to miss that uh, if you have missed it already. Uh, this texter says, Logan Stanley should be a point man on the power play, a heavy shot, big reach, and the bonus of a mean streak. Uh, there needs to be some more offensive upside from him. Like if he is ever going to be a power play guy, it is a, we're a ways away from that I position. Know. I don't know if he's going to be a power play guy, but that's what he I'm can saying. Be a top four, you know, he does have a really good heavy shot. He does. Yeah. And he yeah. gets it through. That's the main thing. Yeah. I remember the, the game four against Montreal Look, I, in the I'm, second round. Like, he, had some, he, had, like, only, he scored twice in that game. Yes. Against Montreal. I'm like Logan Stanley himself. I'm not saying he's the next, you know, Chris Pronger, I'm saying I'm just as intrigued as Logan is about this year. It's it's I'm, a time if he gets some playing time to find out at 25 what he can do. Do I think he could be a a five six defenseman in the National Hockey League on a regular basis? Yes, I do. Yeah. Anything more than that? That's up to Logan, and I'm interested to see if he can solidify that spot and what he can do. Yeah, and I, I played the clip. I mean, he said, "Listen, I I believe I'm a I'm a I'm a solid NHL defenseman." He didn't say he was a guy that's going to be on the on the power play. And I'll play. say this too: like if you're going to go sign a veteran, experienced D man for a mill a year, I don't have a problem with doing it with Logan Stanley instead. Not that he's a veteran and had a ton of experience, but if you're going to spend a million dollars on a D guy and see what he can do, I don't mind it being Logan Stanley at all. I got to squeeze this in here. Uh, coming up, the Centerport Canada Rail Park Manitoba Open at Southwood Golf and Country Club. Six eighty CJOB is going to be live there on Thursday. Morgan Barron is the sponsor's exemption, and Kelly Moore caught up with him uh, down at the press conference and uh, asked him what Morgan Barron thinks about the upcoming season. Just got to make sure I turn my uh, computer on. Here we go. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, you know it's right around the corner. It's been a great summer of training and skating for me, and this is really the first little break I've had off the ice in a few months. So, um, yeah, I can't wait. It's always great to be back, and um, anytime I fly through that airport, it kind of feels like a major life moment, whether it's getting traded or called up and sent down or moving back for the season. So, um, coming through, I was just really excited, and obviously, I'm excited for this event. But as soon as this is over, it'll go right back to hockey. Absolutely. Uh, thank you very much to Jeffrey Fortier. Great job producing the show. Jim Toth will take you all the way until 3 o'clock. You hear more from Morgan Barron on the 680 CJOB Sports Show with Christian O'Mell as well on 325, 425, 525 uh, right here on 680 CJOB with Christian O'Mell and the Afternoon Sports. That's it for me. Hey, great show, everybody. Thanks so much for the participation. We'll be back same time tomorrow. See ya. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.